I wrote a bit because I started getting letters from Bank of America. Shout out to Bank of America where yeah. I bank. I've been banking for still do eighteen years or whatever. Probably twenty five. Um, I, I was getting letters that were like, "Hey, did you know that you should put money into your account?" So <laughs> like, funny. Like they thought the problem was that I didn't. Yeah. know that I was supposed to put money in the yeah. account. Like I just have like piles of cash lying around and I I was like, oh shit, I was supposed to put it in the account. Welcome. Look, welcome. To uh, to the, the, what are you doing? The shit they don't, what hey, Mark, they tell you, the they echo, don't please. shit they don't tell you Mark, podcast. The echo, please. I'm the Iceman and I, say, I talk about the, uh, the show title wrong. Oh, I'm Nikki. I take things way too serious. Uh, I, uh, I've done the show for four yeah. years and I can't pronounce my own show title. I take title. the show too serious. Uh, hey, everybody, it's shit they do not tell you. I'm never serious ever. Hey, I'm guys, Steve. just so you, just FYI, it's actually shit they do not tell you, okay? It's not whatever Steve it's just said. It's actually shit they don't so. tell you. You, it's a contraction. Sound. That's how you sound. Freaking use an apostrophe and get your life together, green. Any whom. Today, no pun intended. Get your life together because it's like apostrophes bring things together. Anyway, go ahead. Oh God, I didn't even get I that. And I love it. it. Nerds like it. I bet there's one nerd out there that's like, <laughs> no, respect. No, <laughs> there's a nerd out there who just threw his phone in the ocean. <laughs> he probably has more. <laughs> <laughs> um, so today, indeed, we are talking about. A um, well, look. Let's be let's be real, right? The world has a lot of calamity right now. Yeah, heckin' a lot of darkness out yeah. there. Yeah, a lot of people are scared, right? They feel like their money's not um, worth <laughs> as much as it used to be. They can't really buy all the, all the things that they wanted to buy. They can't really go to a lot of the places they wanted to go to. Are you talking about you? Yeah. No. <laughs> No, but like, you know, when you look around yeah, at, yeah. The, at the I mean, picture. That's, that's not everything, but like, yeah. We're like, heading into a recession. Yes, we're heading into a recession. That's part of the darkness for sure. Yeah, so we wanted to talk about, you know, being two people who have been on this earth for some time now. Mm -hmm. We have gone through things like this before. How we kind of worked our way through them and how we be, how we are, how we're able to cope with things like that. Um, and also... I mean, on the other side of the coin, um, what to do when like you are experiencing like lots of highs. Like, I feel like they're kind of two sides of the emotional coin that like people tend to get way too manic when they are experiencing highs and like way too sad when they are experiencing some lows. And there's a way I feel like I found um, through a lot of therapy and like you know reading and just trying to you know do personal development of of tempering that and kind of like stoicism in a way where you're kind of like ebbing and flowing with life rather than constantly trying to push against the curve yes yeah how do you i mean you know how do you ebb and flow like that because you're someone who can get pretty stuck absolutely yeah, like, I'm not coming at this from a place like, I've always been so zen and like, yeah. whatever, the waves wash over me. Right. No, I like totally had waves crashing on me and I was like, I'm drowning. Oh my God. Like, where is the boat? Where are all yeah. the boats? There's no more boats. <laughs> There's no more boats exist they in the world. <laughs> yeah, that's more like you. Some people get boats. Some people don't get boats. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But how do you, how do you do, how do you do? How do you deal with that? Realizing that there are only certain things that are in your control, okay? Like, yeah, it fucking sucks when you're in that situation, when you're in piles of debt, you don't know how you're gonna pay the rent, you don't know if you're gonna be able to feed yourself, whatever the case may be. 
um, yeah, I'm not taking away from that. But recognizing that you're not, you can only control so much helps to kind of like calm you down a little bit because spiraling out of control, having panic attacks, like fretting and like feeling like the world is never going to get better um, doesn't help you get better. Yes. Like, and so I kind of had this realization that I had nothing to lose by just embracing the storm and, you know, kind of choosing to, to, to flow with it and like kind of seeing it as funny. I actually wrote some of my that best. Does help. I wrote some of my best stand up when I was at the lowest points of my life. Dude, I remember um, I was living in K Town. Me and my ex had broken up. I was living alone in this in this apartment that I could barely even afford. And then like you have to get food and stuff, and you have to pay. You know, at the time I would work downtown LA so I had to go park down there and I get parking tickets all the freaking time yeah because the street sweeping shit which is just basically a poor people tax oh yeah there's that like there's like five minutes tax. where you're allowed to park there and yeah. then there, there's like 10 signs telling you all the time windows you cannot park there it's the best so um and then the street sweeper just moves all the dirt and shit that's on the ground around it doesn't even yeah it just moves it around <laughs> they don't care <laughs> they don't care yeah it doesn't <laughs> suck anything up it just moves it around so anyway um just gonna spread the dirt around a it's little the bit. Best. So then I would I would um, have no money to afford anything. I was eating ham, like sliced deli ham at night, mm-hmm. and I had Miller High Life in the fridge, and that was like my dinner. Sounds like a twenty year old diet for yeah, sure. Yeah, and then um, yeah, I would get these parking tickets that would then double if you don't pay them off, and I couldn't afford to pay them off, so they just kept on doubling and doubling and doubling. Yeah. And then one day I had a boot on my truck, and it was like from the city it's like you're wow you're, you actually had one of those i had an orange boot on my, oh my truck gosh. yeah yeah and i was like oh, i'm so screwed just from keeping your truck parked in the part where you're not supposed to park yep yep wow and green i know but that was you know the, the low for sure yeah. and be, and remembering that low like remembering what i had to do to get out of it was just like okay even all the little things that i used to do like maybe i would go to you know, Subway for lunch and get a five dollar foot long. Mm. It's like now I'm bringing my sliced deli ham to work yeah. with me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah, you just start to, you just do what you have to do because of necessity. To stretch, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and then I even had to borrow money from my grandmother at the time. Um, so yeah, it was a really crazy, um, thing. But like Nikki says, there's there is a, a thing that I do like a system that I have when you're going through something crazy. Which is finding how funny it yeah. is. Like when you zoom outside of yourself and you watch this, it's, yeah. it can be funny, well, right? If you think of like your favorite sitcoms, your favorite comedies, your favorite any any comedies really, the characters are usually in pain. Like yes. they're usually going through something that's very painful for Always. them. But as an outsider watching the thing, it's really funny how they got themselves in such a predicament. Yeah. And so we're laughing, haha, at like the hangover. He's like freaking missing a tooth. He doesn't remember like what they lost their friend, like all kinds of stuff happened. And they're like freaking out about it. Like it's the worst thing that happened to them. But we're all laughing because we're like, that's a really silly situation you found yourself yeah. in there. And for me, it was like, man, the system's truly like out to get me here. It's like, I can't pay my tickets because it's it's too expensive to live here. But then it's like, I can't, you know, drive my truck now because my ticket's compound every month because I didn't pay my tickets. Mm-hmm. So it's just like... You can't drive to work. Or- yeah, you just have to... It's like, 
is, is am I? Is, are they just gonna come tow me? Is yeah. the tow truck gonna just tow me away? Are you gonna get a boot, an yeah, orange exactly. boot put on you? <laughs> no, you just you just start to try to find the little moments of laughter that you can find because you have nothing else. Yeah, you're like, how much more painful can they make it? Yeah, I dare you, I challenge you like to you, get more painful. You really world. can't take much from me. Yeah, at this point, yeah, it's like when you're playing poker and you don't have many chips left. It becomes profitable to shove because you got nothing to lose. That's it. Like you got not as lo- uh, much to lose, and so yeah, you just start having fun with it because yeah. you're like, well, normally I wouldn't play this hand, but fuck it because I don't have that much to to lose. I only have things to gain, and that's kind of like the mental state I found myself in when I didn't have a boot on my car, but I was getting sued. And I didn't even, I had negative money in my account and I was getting sued. Like, who sues a poor person? Really? Well, that was um, the business model, right? What? It was to get your parents to swoop in. And then yeah. The, yeah. Yeah. So um, I had negative money and I owed like tens of thousands of dollars in credit cards. And I had just gotten laid off from my job. Um, my boyfriend wrote, and I broke up. And so he moved out and he was splitting the rent with me. So it just was like a pile on. And then I got in a car accident and I was like, I don't know what else you can take from me. I don't. Where do you want me to go? I guess I could just move with my parents. I don't know. I don't know where where this is going. I have no clue. And now I'm just here for the ride. And it kind of put a level of presence in me because mm-hmm. I I'm a habitual overthinker. But when you've taken away all the ways to analyze a situation, and there's nothing left because I've exercised all of my options, I'm just like okay whatever will be will be i guess yeah and dude i was also so stupid too because i i like gave my well my girlfriend at the time a credit card that was in my name yeah to help her pay for school and shit because she was working as a nanny and she like couldn't do school and nanny at the same time because it was too crazy on her school stuff so i was like here take this credit card i got you and then, you know, we end up breaking up like within like a year of that. Yeah. And then I'm stuck with the bill. It was like 14 G's or some shit like that. That's insane. Wild. She was putting like uh, Apple iTunes $500 on there. Like it was wild. You spend $500 I on know, well, Especially I... like you're going through school. You're, you're, you're like, this is like a nice thing. And then it's like, oh, well, I have this now. Swipe. Uh. Wasn't it? It was back in the day too, where there weren't as many apps. So like, she was like just buying songs, buying the shit out of songs and (laughs) albums and shit, whatever. Oh my god! Yeah, anthologies. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. It was wild. Um, so yeah, then um, you know, it just the the way that it was all kind of stacked around me. It was sort of uh, yeah, like Nikki's saying, it's just sort of something where you have to zoom out and see yourself as a sitcom character. You're like, okay, yeah, getting the shitty end of the stick. (laughs) I wrote a bit because I started getting letters from Bank of America. Shout out to Bank of America where yeah. I bank. I've been banking for still do eighteen years or whatever. Probably twenty five. Um, I, I was getting letters that were like, "Hey, did you know that you should put money into your account?" So <laughs> like, funny. Like they thought the problem was that I didn't. Yeah. Know that I was supposed to put money in the yeah. account. Like I just have like piles of cash lying around. And I, I was like, oh shit! I was supposed to put it in the account. Ah, oh, I'm a dummy. And then I go deposit a bunch of money. And I thought that was really funny because really here funny. I was like just crying about life and like not knowing if I was gonna have a place to live. And Bank of America was like, hey, you think about putting money in your account? <laughs> Dude, I remember too, like buying some something for like two bucks at a gas station. It was nothing. I was probably gas, honestly. Yeah. And um. And then Bank of America is like, 
yo, we overdraft protected you. Don't worry, we got you. $35 a charge. And so apparently for like the last like, you know, day and a half. Yeah. It was every overdra- time you charge. Yeah, it was too. overdraft protected me thirty five dollars like, each. If you bought like ten two dollar items at different places. Yeah. Yep. So it's like, hey, we got you. Thirty five dollars <laughs> each, a pop. So then you go to the teller and you're like, yo, I cannot afford this shit. Yeah. Like, what are you talking about? I and they're like, don't worry, we overdraft protected you. And it's like, no, no, no. You guys are charging me like two hundred and seventy dollars because I bought like twelve like dollars of stuff. Worth, yeah. And they're like, yeah, we had your back, dude. Don't even fucking sweat it. Yeah, we got you, bro. Yeah. You signed up for our our program, so like, we got you. Yeah. And they're like, okay, Mr. Green, because, um, you know, this this is one of the first times this has happened yeah. to you. We can take one of these charges off. <laughs> this is the best, dude. <laughs> that happened to me too. Did they take them all off or one? Well, uh, luckily, I only had two charges, but um, so they took both of them off. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, well, what had happened? What had happened was, um. Yeah. Their program is actually, if you start a savings account, they have a special overdraft overdraft protection thing where they, if you have money in your savings account, they charge you $10 for the overdraft fee for the inconvenience they had to do to like draft it from your savings account. But if you don't have money in there, then they charge you the 35. So I didn't have money in my savings account either. And I just like the idea that the bankers are like, Dude, we got to keep the lights on in here, dude. Yeah. You got to understand. Like, we're we're providing Do you understand that? This is hard. We had to like, move money from one account to another account you think that's easy for on us on, on our all on our, our servers clients yeah it's the best yeah it's the best yeah no um so yeah g- definitely being in that situation but being able to zoom out yeah zooming out and like seeing like having dude, perspective this, this girl can't catch a break <laughs> yeah yeah it does help i did we also wrote um a few like shows like pilot episodes of things that were loosely based on those experiences because it's just fun it's fun to watch the main character struggle get wrecked yeah it's not fun to watch someone thriving at life in a comedy not really it's like we're okay that's not funny boring you need conflict really boring yeah the conflict is what you know informs um you know it it informs all the choices that you're going to make and then that makes it more interesting and people make really funny choices out of desperation yes yeah yeah, and then getting towed too, and like you know, because we used to do improv stuff. Yeah, and so like there's this one spot by iOS. If you park there, um, it happened to everybody once. Everyone, yeah. If you parked at this one spot where they didn't have a sign, yeah, they got you, and like there's nothing you could do. You couldn't challenge it because there's a sign like that's blocked by a tree or some shit. Yeah, but that got me too, and it was at the, at the worst time too. <laughs> so it's just like you know, all this can stack up on you. Um, but look, it's important to remember that, you know, tough times don't last like tough people do. And I, I really do believe that. Like, And it becomes part of your story. If, if you can get through it, if you really like can zoom out and, and build, like use this as an opportunity to like kind of problem solve, you know, and then it's, it's a challenge that you got through and it makes you stronger. And it sucks to, to hear someone say that yeah, when you're so going through something. I totally get that. Like, oh, cool for you to say you're not going through the freaking challenge I'm going through. Yeah, I understand. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to be unempathetic. No, you're to your in situation. the wind. We understand. But it does like, for example, <laughs> like weeks before we started dating, Steve caught me stealing craft services from our like dinky little set, like our totally sketch YouTube set. They shameful. don't even have a union spread out. No. 
I, I used to do extra work, like background work, just so I could like steal union spread <laughs> crap. Which, by the way, that's union good level shit to crafts. Steal. Yeah, that's good shit. Oh yeah, they had like brie cheese slices. Yeah. I was putting that. I brought my own Ziploc baggies. <laughs> good shit. So I was le- legit. Like we talk about this a lot, but like legit. Like, didn't know how I was going to feed myself stealing Funyuns. I don't even like Funyuns. But I I was like, it's sustenance. And I need to (laughs) feed my body because I spend the little, the change that I have, like the little loose pennies I have on my, on cat food food, to feed my cats before myself. And you fed them the good shit, friskies. Oh, yeah. They were living like kings. They were living well. Uh, luckily, I only had two at that time. <laughs> I don't Fair. know if I could handle four. Fair. Um, but yeah, so Steve caught me stealing, you know, chewy granola bars and Funyuns. And he's like, what are you doing? Because I'm like filling my purse with it. I'm like, nothing. I'm poor. I can't eat things. I can't afford food. And then uh, that became our first date story was he bought me a, a Ralph's grocery card before the date and snuck it into my purse so I could feed myself and it's like sad but now it's cute and it's like we got through that it wasn't forever all positions in life are temporary and that's kind of a philosophy that I really embraced was that whether it's good or bad a lot of people don't know this part of the saying this too shall pass you know you've heard that saying right well it doesn't just mean the bad things like the when you're grieving it also means the highs too I agree. like to not get too caught up in the the winds of the highs because all positions in life are temporary and that sucks to hear too if you're like riding on a high you're thriving in life you don't want to hear somebody being like yo this is gonna be temporary yeah. but it's good to like have that in the back of your mind that like hey, I'm embracing all of the flows of life. Like, I'm really grateful when cool things happen and it sucks when bad things happen, but it's not the end of the world, um, you know? And I think there's a, a a way to embrace that philosophy and keep yourself grounded no matter what situation's mm-hmm. happening. Sometimes I get when really good things are happening, I start getting really scared of losing it all. I know you do. You talk about this often. Yeah, and that's why I have to tell myself like, hey, Let's just fucking enjoy it, mm-hmm. you know? And it's, it's it's good to remind yourself that. I know. I always like, you know, when we're hanging out, you and me, and then we have the kitties in the room. and <laughs> It's like the best period the of best. time. Yeah, it's the best. But then you always have to soak it in and appreciate it. Because, yeah. like, you know, yeah, it's it's a, it's a all um, a moment in time. And also, I really like to, like, make a conscious effort to appreciate the things that don't cost money. Because they, you you won't ever lose those things, you know, like whether the chips are up or the chips are down, I can take a walk and like yes. and breathe fresh honestly air one of the best things and like that see I, animals. That I've even started doing that helps me. And it's like you said, it's free. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Whether I'm at, I'm at the peak of my life or the lowest point, I, I'm having the same enjoyment walking around and looking at things and spending time in nature and getting sun on your face yeah and and those are things that i think if you can if you can always remember to appreciate those things then you'll never lose in life and let's be real they would charge you if they could for for getting sun on your face but they can't so far they can't yet so it's pretty it's pretty cheap to do that i'm sure they're trying to figure out a way to uh manufacture or distribute the use of sunlight they will They'll do or that. control it. Do you know that, what what was that like? Was it Bill Gates who was trying to make a, f- a fake sun or China? 
can't remember if it was Bill oh, Gates was or China. Simpsons. Someone was trying to make a fake Mr. sun. Burns. No, so, no, Bill Gates was trying to dim the sun. Dim the sun. And China's trying to make a whole new artificial sun. I love it. May the best man win. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, we're living in a simulation it's for sure. Great. That's another thing too. If you could just think of your life as like, this is probably a simulation. Yeah, it's gotta be a simulation. What do I want to do in a simulation? If, if it was a simulation, let's just say it was. What would I want to do today? I don't know. Maybe go gamble or buy some pizza. <laughs> Maybe sure. Go adopt a new cat. Pizza's great. I don't know. It's kind of like up to you. No you more to, cats, though. You can create your own simulation. Yeah, I agree. No, it's but you know, and even too, um, keeping in in just perspective. Yeah. I remember when we started on the tubes and stuff, and then I remember when I started going viral, and that was probably the scariest time I've had on the YouTube's, like. When you first go viral, yeah, and then the next video after that—that's oh, probably the yeah. scariest thing because it's like, okay, my last video got a million views, and now all my old videos are getting like like hundreds of thousands of views because all these new people are liking that video and they're going to my other videos and like, like watching my library. A new standard. Yeah, so now there's like a new like everyone's like expecting something, and I'm like, what if I don't have that anymore or the, whatever? Yeah, I totally understand that. Yeah, like blow. How are you gonna blow our minds this time, Green? It took a month to upload that video, like three weeks, just yeah. because I was like so fucking weird about it. Was definitely, I think, what I uploaded was a piece of shit video, frankly. Mm -hmm. But it's just one of those things where you thought about it too much. Yeah, you spent too much time on the edit on it, and then you like kind of lost your voice a little bit. Yeah, I mean, honestly, that's just what happened to me um, after last week in the WSOP. Yeah. You know, getting a final table on my second event, and now I'm like. I have more events that I'm playing, but I am, I don't, that's a crazy feat. And now I'm like, is the bar too high? And I, I didn't play for a week. And then I just played my first live game uh, two days ago and I busted within the first hour. Yeah. It was like, I played, I didn't, I don't think I played very well at all, yeah, you but I just, it. I overthought it. And I was like, I just need to get this out of the way. Yeah. I just like need to get back in it and just start playing again and stop thinking about it. Yeah, stopping thinking about it's really hard though. When yeah. the pressures, you've, you, the, that pressure's on because now everyone sees you differently. Yeah. They're all seeing you as this professional poker player, which like kind of blows people's minds. Or they're stuff. seeing you as a professional YouTuber. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But then it's like, okay, all eyes on me. What do I do next? But then I remember having perspective too. Like, you know, we anytime that you and me went to a mall for a stretch, yeah. we got stopped for pictures all the time. Mm -hmm. And I remember thinking about how. I didn't need that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because like I knew some people in the game who definitely wanted to go to malls because they wanted to go. Yes. To, and be around that. And like they wanted me, the attention. They of wanted the attention. People recognizing them and, and stuff. And yeah. I appreciated it. And I was, you know, I was always nice to people who came up. Never ever said no to anybody. Obviously, why would I do that? But um, but some people, you know, kind of got off on saying no to people too. Yeah. It's weird. So um, weird. It's super weird. And then there's some people who um. Yeah, I think wanted it too much or needed it too much and got depressed later because the, like it went away eventually. Yeah. And for for us, I just remember having that perspective and being like, "Wow, isn't this crazy?" And just keeping that. Yeah. Like, isn't this crazy? Because like <laughs> when it happens to us, I mean, it still happens to us, but it's not it's not the way that it used to happen, right? The way it used to happen was like, no matter what, if we're in a public place, somebody's, oh, yeah. somebody's coming. Because the channels that we were on were just so just huge. big at the time. Yeah. yeah. And. I mean, honestly, I prefer the way it is now Me because um, I feel like I am 
kind of awkward meeting new people and especially if now i'm meeting you with you have an expectation of me yeah um i'm so awkward all i can do is like just try to like be as nice as possible because i like i really appreciate you but i just don't know like i don't know how to act you know really like meeting someone for the first time but they feel like they know you but you don't know them right is like such an awkward feeling yeah it's interesting well and too because like i was like you said, we used to be on other people's channels a lot. So yeah. like at first, it was just people who wanted to talk to me about other people's channels. Oh, yeah. They didn't really know me. They just recognized like, me. So where's uh, so-and-so? Yeah, it's like, like, yeah, yeah. dude, I, I'm a fucking motorcycle sidecar. He's next to me all the time. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't blame them. That's just, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. that's how they connect me to that person. But it's just, it's hilarious to think about. Like that we're, we live with them, apparently. <laughs> but yeah, so during this time, you're just like, hey. Hey. Let's enjoy this. Let's moment. appreciate this. This is not going to. This is not why we do what we do, right? Yeah. We appreciate it. We're thankful for it, and all. Like, like I'm appreciative that other people are wanting to step outside of their own like lives and say like, "Hey, I like what yeah. you do. Can I get a picture or whatever?" That's always very nice. But never, never like this is who I am. I need this oh, to yeah. sustain. I think that's what happens, and so yeah. that's kind of what how I relate it to stoicism is that stoicism is against attaching your identity to the highs and lows of things because people tend to do that and for better or for worse like some people like some people get a a sickness then they it's like a it's like a lifelong sickness and they start attaching their identity to the like kind of victimhood of and like they can't do anything anymore because of this sickness and then there's other people who are like yeah i have this but I'm going to make the most of what I can do, you know? And yeah. I and I always appreciated that can-do mentality because Me there, there's nothing... You can't control that you have this sickness until like, they find a cure or whatever, but let's pretend you can't control it. So, like, what can you control? And I'm always looking for what can you control. Me too. Also, I don't know, my ADD brain is jumping around, but my favorite thing that anyone's ever come up to us about is <laughs> we were at Disneyland and we were in line and this yes. kid was like... He proposed to you at a Denny's. <laughs> was so great. That was great. Because, yeah, I did, this so fake, funny. I did this video where we faked that I was proposing to her at Denny's. It was after you already proposed. I even yeah. had the engagement ring by accident in some know. of the shots. But um, <laughs> people really still to this day yeah. think that you proposed to me at a Denny's. Because well, at that point, wedding videos were so big. And especially you were tubers. making fun of. Yeah, tubers coming out and like having their engagement videos and shit. I just thought all that shit was so corny. I wanted to make fun of it. Um, and it's all nice. It's all fine. I'm just saying I want to make fun of it. I'm not saying, hey, fuck all those people. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was doing a little satirical spin on that. And yeah, I proposed to Nikki at a Denny's and I it was like sneezing on myself and like it was really a shitty engagement. But like I treated it like I was like, it was like the you were biggest deal ever. Gifting me with the greatest gift of my life. Yeah. Yeah. And I did like this really shitty scavenger hunt that took way too long for her. Because my favorite thing about those videos is the guy always makes it about himself. Yeah. He always makes himself look like he's the sweetest guy on the earth. The most romantic. And we've never even heard the chick's name until this point. He's he's like, I'm going to ask her to marry me. Like all this stuff. We don't even know anything about her. I don't know one thing about her. No. I've only seen your stupid fucking face. Yeah. I've only seen you fixing your tie <laughs> in the mirror. I've only seen all your friends hugging you and shit. I haven't Telling heard you one, you're the man. Yeah. I haven't heard one thing about <laughs> this chick. And then this guy's like, you know, lighting a candle, putting it on the, on this, on the like lighting a paper bag with the candle inside of it and lining a whole row of it and stuff and for me you're just sucking your own fucking dick dude yeah you're just sitting there sucking your own dick and then you're you want to show the world and have everyone go you're the sweetest guy i wish my guy was like that come on (laughs) that's exactly the comments that they're going for yeah i blame disney i blame disney too i always do unless i I work with them and then then we do not 
not. We love Disney. We blame the competitors of Disney. We blame Nickelodeon. That's correct. <laughs> All the way down the to- the toilet. And on that note, well, we are going to talk about some people that are sponsoring us, and we love them, and check them out, and buy whatever we tell you to buy. Please. And we will see, we will talk to you in a second. After the jump, as they say in the biz, in the industry. I don't think they say that. They say after the little quick hop. No, no one says that. Say hop, skip, and a jump, and we'll be right We're back. Cutting to the sponsors. Mark, just cut all that out. Mark, can we do weather? Just cut all that out. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good and then a bang in the night and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home and I can tell you, I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. Hey, thanks for listening to our podcast. We just want to take a break to tell you to like, thanks for listening to our podcast. And if you want to rate it, that would be really awesome for us. Like, Listen, we're on break. We're not talking to you like podcast hosts right now. We're just talking to you like people. As a friend. And we just want to say, please rate the show because it helps out huge amounts. Like, we're not desperate. We're, like, kind of desperate. We're giving shout-outs right now to all the people who are giving it ratings. So, huge shout-out right now to Brian Jorgensen. That was sick of you, dude. Thank you. God bless. Uh, huge shout-out right now to Mark. Mark W. in Springfield, Connecticut. Back to our podcast. Jenny Blythe. Hey, back to our podcast. In Tuscany, and Florida. back to our podcast. God bless you. Thank you. Steven. Huge. Thank you for supporting the show. <laughs> and we are back. We are back. Thank you for buying whatever we told oh, you to buy. Oh, that was so nice of you. Thank you. Also, you could check out our Patreon anytime. Yeah, YouTube.com. Patreon.com slash, not oh, YouTube. Shit. <laughs> wow. Wow. Big fumble so there, Green. gun. Trying to promote our Patreon. Sorry. Patreon.com slash sticky, S-T-I-K-K-I. We do bonus episodes of Shit They Don't Tell You called Shit They Don't Tell You After Dark, where we talk about things that we're going through right now. We yeah. are really behind on those. Yeah, we're behind. We, so we're going to do We've like multiple. We've been going multiple, through too many things. We'll be going through multiple catch-up yes, episodes very soon. And you also get these episodes early, a couple days early. And yes. then we have a Discord community and Steve does a crypto stream. And then we do one monthly live stream and we do poker turnovers. We do all kinds of fun it's stuff over fun. there. So check it out. It's a very fun, awesome community we love them yes. and back to what we were talking about before and they were all cheering yawn pretty hard during the poker thing by the way they were i great. love them so much great. um yeah and but but then okay so let's talk about right now yes so you just won you know fourth place main event world um series of poker and 
Oh, there's a lot of pressure on you right now. Yeah. As, like, as, like we talked about, a lot of eyes on you. People are wondering, you know, is she really good? Did she get lucky? I know. You know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of that, even though. Hi, fi- I'm people. <laughs> beating 50, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Beating 5,700 people, that's pretty crazy. But then there's always the people who don't know what this is or just like, did she just get lucky? Yeah. I mean, I mean, that's valid <laughs> completely. Um, there is a lot of variance aka luck involved in poker tournaments more so than cash games uh where on average you're if a good cashing rate for poker tournaments is 20 percent so 20 percent you're you're losing 80 percent of the time and then you're winning some money 20 percent of the time and so far it's been 25 percent for me but um you know like you're never in control like and that's over time so it could be like you go like years and then like and then you have like a five-year stretch where you're winning all the time i don't right, know like right. it, it's just like whatever i'm not i can't think about that stuff too much because it's just it's just like life like nothing's guaranteed you yep. could have you could get the best job your dream job your dream house your dream everything and then like a pandemic happens and takes it all away you know and and so you can't think about how a pandemic might happen. Right. Like, yeah, like it could happen, but the odds of it happening are this or whatever. And, and like, we no, we don't gain from thinking about it, you no. know? And so when this is happening and I'm like, oh my gosh, pressure's on, bar's set really high, blah, blah, blah. I just have to find the, the fun again. You have to find the silly again. You have to find things that I have to be having fun or else I definitely won't win. That's just the way it goes for me. Like I have to find fun things about it that are aside from winning. Yes. You know, things that I enjoy about the game aside from winning. I like the social aspect. I like roasting people during the hands. I do really do, especially yeah. the ones that take themselves too seriously. It's the best. I love like poking them, like like needling them My a little bit. Thing in life. I the people who take themselves too seriously, poking them is the fa- is I the I enjoy like making the rest of the table laugh. I enjoy like when I'm losing a lot i like putting on big gucci sunglasses and telling everybody that i'm going to intimidate them now and they better watch out because i got five chips now and and i know how to use them exactly things like that are fun for me and it's like it reminds me that you know what i can't control the way the cards are gonna go uh, I can play the best strategy I can play and then I can also have fun with it. Those are the two things I can, tr- can control is the strategy I play and how much fun I'm having. Absolutely. So, the, the rest I don't know. Like It's up to the cards if they want to come my way. And if they do, I'm excited. But you know, if not, like we still had a good time. And I always have like a backup plan too where I'm like, all right, can't wait to play cash games after this. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, or can't wait. Like, if if this goes bad, I'm gonna go get a massage. And like that spa is incredible, and I can't wait to check it out. So it's like something else that I'm looking forward to. That so my life doesn't just revolve around whether I'm winning or not at this game that I'm playing. And that's everything. Bro. And everything. Having that perspective is huge, man. Because even just you know what I just went through with crypto, man. It, that wasn't my identity. Thank God. Yeah. If it was, it'd be bad. Because if you attach your identity to that, Ooh. then when the cards don't go your way you feel you get, sad you and get wrecked you in so many ways think it's your fault and yeah huge mistake yeah but having that perspective still keeping it fun knowing why you love what you're doing it's everything um and yeah making sure that you know you know yourself well enough to know that you'll live to see another day and that you're not out of the game and that's another thing that i've been bringing up a few times in our podcast um 
especially when people are asking questions, is this emphasis on being process oriented rather than results oriented. Mm -hmm. I used to grow up very results oriented and I think our society as a whole kind of places too much emphasis on results um, in school. It's about like what grades you're getting and like, you know, what kind of results you're seeing. And yet to a degree, you should be learning at a reasonable um, level, you know, like a reasonable rate. But um, there are just some things where I feel like there's too much pressure gets put on the results. Like, okay, let's say you got good grades. I got a 4.6, wait, a 4.26 GPA in high school. And they were like, Oh my God, she's gonna go to like whatever college she wants. I also had a scholarship. I got a three point two six, and they're like, "Oh my God, he's gonna go to Denny's." Well, you did, and he proposed to me there. Damn right. Well, so I didn't go to. I ended up dropping out of college, and it was like people in my life were really disappointed because they just saw this. They saw that as the result, all that hard work, and you did so well in school, and then the result is you. You're a college dropout. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. and and they kind of came. They kind of made me feel like shit about it. And in my heart, I was like, "Am I a piece of shit?" Because since I was little, and I don't know wh- why or when or how or what, but I've just always felt this urge to follow what I'm passionate about over what people tell you to do. I don't yeah. know why it's just so innate in there to like follow it, and it's so far worked out for me follow and that little voice I, I think there's a little voice and everybody has it I'm not special everybody has it I, like there's an intuition an intuitive voice you learn because of I think societal conditioning to shut that off and like shut it down and be like that's irrational I can't just do whatever I want you know, wouldn't it be nice if I could do whatever I want yeah, all the time? Yeah, yeah. but like I don't have time for that or I don't I really like this one hobby but I have to let it go and grow up or whatever yep. well I'm a big fan of not growing up and and doing things that fuel you and yes be responsible and you know i had to waitress at three different restaurants to you know make ends meet and i talked about being very broke at the beginning of this and maybe some people can't handle that like well i would rather work at a shitty job that i hate and make and know that i'm taken care of than be broke and stressed and pursuing something i love I disagree, yeah. and and that's just two different philosophies on life i i think that life's not worth living if i don't have something that's fueling me and that i'm passionate about and if i had if i have to be broke forever to pursue something i'm passionate about i'd rather do that and i just i think making decisions like that like core decisions that i'm guided by and loving the process and and learning to love the process yeah. like hey i'm embracing this journey the ups the downs the curves wherever it takes me i know there's going to be obstacles there's no way for there not to be obstacles like there's always going to be always. obstacles there's always going to be something but like mark manson said in his subtle art of not giving a fuck or maybe it was everything's fucked i can't remember which but one of his books he was talking about how you don't ever not have problems but you sometimes if you're working on yourself enough and you're embracing life, you can find better problems. Mm-hmm. And that happiness is actually not derived from not having problems. It's derived from our ability to solve problems. So the more that we build this tool and this muscle of being able to solve problems, 
that's actually what creates happiness. I agree. And and that's the process part. It's not the results part. If you're only living for the results, you're living for that one vacation you get to take a year, you're living for the like the time where you get to get married, that one wedding day. Yeah. You know, you're living for this one result, this one goal. That's so fleeting and so temporary. It's like this like this much of your life. It's like this little minuscule amount. So if that's all that you're going to derive happiness from, you're going to be miserable most of your life. If you can't learn to love the actual process that gets you Dude, there. Will Smith was miserable the day he was getting an Oscar. <laughs> he was miserable. Was he? Yeah. What are you talking about? You don't remember what happened? I don't remember. You don't remember the Will Smith slap on Chris oh, Rock? Oh, that. Oh, yeah. that. I, yeah. He's winning an Oscar I remember that, that day. He's at the Oscars. He was nominated. He's won other Oscars, so I didn't know which one you are talking about. He didn't win about. another Oscars. Did he win for Ali? No, I don't think he did. I think he got a Golden Globe for Ali. Oh, I don't think he won. I thought he won. Okay. Yeah, no. But yeah, no, it's just fascinating to see like the pressures that all that stuff puts on people. Yeah, exactly. And and I think that people kind of get consumed with like, what if my results aren't going to match up to expectations? And I'm not, I'm guilty of that too. Like yeah. I'm not immune to that, but I've constantly been reaffirmed in my life that my happiness has way, way exceeded uh, like itself during the process mm-hmm than the actual results or if i can learn to like love the process of getting there to find the things that i find fun i will be happier more of the time in my life and more confident and more confident yeah that's the thing the more that you go through something and the more that maybe you have you know failed at something but yeah. you're still at it you've been like i've been here before i've been here before i can do this i can I know solve what this I'm problem doing. yeah i'll fix yeah. it and that's it really does give you this weird quiet confidence and like Speaking of the inner voice, the inner voice is even clearer. Yeah. It's like, no, 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 we got this. Yeah. Like, we know what we're doing. We did it before. We're going to do it again. Because along the way, you were building the tools. Exactly. And you were, it's like you collected all the and all the tools. It's like you collected a compass, and you, now you, you're lost, but you know how to get back. Exactly. Like, Dave Ramsey became a millionaire by, like, 21 or something like that, and then he lost it all. And then he became a millionaire again. And a lot of people's stories are like that, like, people that have made millions of dollars like they made millions and it was really hard for them to make that first million then they lost it all but then they got it back really quickly why right because they already built the tools on the way up to the first million and then they made a mistake it cost them a lot of money but they recognized that mistake and they used that to learn instead of like kicking themselves down that's my entire situation right now yeah and it's the and it's honestly like, like like nikki knows like it's just something that i view as an opportunity like yeah that's that's just how me and nikki work i guess it's very much everything uh, in our lives has been something that we either see as opportunity or or we just will not be productive absolutely because other you can get consumed and spiral from yeah. if you can't view it as an opportunity to like learn or how do I solve this problem next time? Exactly. How can I get better from this? Yeah, take a day to cry. Take two days to cry. Sure. I definitely will take a day in the darkness of just like hating <laughs> sure. myself or life or, or the whatever, like how kicking myself, mostly beating myself up for making the mistake yeah. or whatever. But then you just get back, you get back on back the horse and you get back to work and you remember why you loved it in the first place. Exactly. Well, that, that love never leaves either. If you love what you're doing, like yeah. even when it punishes you, you're still like, dude, I still love this shit. So a couple books I mentioned, um, 
the subtle art of not giving a fuck by yeah. by Mark Manson and everything's fucked by Mark Manson. I also really like the book Failing Forward by John C. Maxwell. This is a lot of these concepts he covers in in that book and how like what's one thing that parents should do more of is instead of like, hey, how was your day at school or what did you get done today? Um, having a conversation that's like, what did you fail at today? Oh, and, interesting. And, yeah. And like he talks about I think it was in this book. I hope it wasn't someone else because that, that would suck to misquote, but I feel like it was from this book mm. about, um, you know, like having a conversation about like what, what you failed at actually breeds more success than talking about what you succeeded at. Yeah. Um, and then also uh, the book Ego is the Enemy by Ryan Holiday. Mm-hmm. I think that is a really good book on separating yourself from your wins and losses you know, not attaching your ego to it because your ego wants to just attach itself to everything. In poker, it's like a lot of ego wants to be like when you're winning, it's because I'm the best. It's because I'm like so good at this game. It's because I'm the fucking shit. It's because I studied (laughs) so much. And then when you're losing, it's like, ah, it's because I had bad luck. Ah, because the cards didn't go away. Ah, it wasn't in my control. And like you have to kind of balance those things. And and in life as well, like you take responsibility for the things that you could have controlled. Like what things did you do that were mistakes that you could have done better? And then also, you know, recognize when there were things that were out of your control. And like, hey, that's just going to happen sometimes. Like, you're just not in control of some things. Nothing in life is guaranteed. You could work at the safest job at the safest place. And that is still not guaranteed that you will always have that job or that you will always have live in that location or, you know, be with that person. I mean, you you hope it happens. You value your time spent doing those things or being with those people. But it's not guaranteed. Exactly. And you kind of have to accept that. And it sucks to accept when you're going through it, but it can also just like help in the greater scheme of of happiness. It's a it's an EV plus decision on your happiness. It's a profitable Jesus, happiness. Nikki. Jesus, Nikki. <laughs> play, okay. Nice, but yeah, that's really what this episode is about. We just want you know, hopefully, to shed a little light on some of our dark times and to help people gain that perspective that has helped us build out of those moments you know what you were talking about earlier about people recognizing you from youtube yeah okay so in 2009 10 11 12 this was all happening like we were on like really big channels and um smiley came out like so this movie and it was like i was over Times square like on a big huge poster and guess what I was also working at a restaurant because I couldn't pay my fucking bills and people were recognizing me at my tables. Right. That was to me was embarrassing Mm because it felt like in their minds I shouldn't be waiting tables. Right. But also that was the reality was that I was waiting tables and I would cry about like being embarrassed but also I would laugh about it because it was fucking hilarious how like those people had previously viewed me as being so successful, but there I was waiting their table because the reality is that like we weren't getting paid any money. Like I made a hundred dollars a day working on the movie was like five days maybe. And cause it was a low budget union project. And on YouTube, I wasn't making any money. Like I, we were, I was working for free on everyone's channels in exchange for like, you know, networking exposure and a lot of things that you do in the beginning. And um, yeah, like they made a lot of money, but I was, I had a waitress and there was this perspective in the way that I felt 
Like the level of life that I felt people expected me to be living contrasted with the reality that was painful. Yeah, for sure. But it was sure. also really funny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I, at that time, I had just started working at Maker Studios, but I was making nothing. I yeah. was making like less than I made when I was working at the High Rise downtown, but it was the risk. I, I took the risk. Yeah. I'll be, they, they offered me a gig writing for them and for all their channels. And so I would show up there with my laptop and just like, you know, be available to all these different talent, which was super interesting. And like, I got a million stories about it. But, um, but yeah, it's, it's one of those things too, where it's like, you know, at least I got to tell my ex's dad that he could suck it because I am getting paid to write. Now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because like, he was like, you'll never get paid to write. And in those little wins, just celebrating yeah, little great. wins. So I celebrated every little win, you know, whether it was like a great show I did at an open mic because I wrote some new material and the jokes landed really well. Yeah. I was like, I'm at such a funny low point in my life that like nothing can nothing could be worse and i think it's funny and i started writing comedy about it and and i also didn't i think sometimes people take that attitude and they go they should be paying me more i should blah, blah, blah. like i deserve more and the in the, that's the ego that's stepping mm -hmm. in and being like i'm entitled to more like i shouldn't be living like this when i've done all this stuff and i deserve blah 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 but i think that if you could separate and realize why you love something. Yes. I worked every single job, like every acting job I got, every comedy job I got, every little YouTube gig I got. I was just really fucking happy to be there. And I wanted to do the best job I and could do. you know do. what else? They didn't need us. They, <laughs> they, they could have replaced us in three seconds because mm. that's how many people wanted to be in that door and yeah. in that room. And that was the that was the thing though. We, we didn't know it. We kind of knew we were in the right spot and we were trying to set ourselves up for later opportunities. Yeah. And we just happened to be, you know, because we were available and because we were agreeable, it were it became it built into our career unknowingly to us. Like yeah. God, I was the last but person. During to the know. moment, I'm just focusing on like doing a good job. Exactly. And like finding the joy from that. Like and I think that keeping that mindset, whether you're winning and making because I've also been paid thousands of dollars to do those same jobs, mm -hmm. you know, later down the line because I proved I could do it. And then people were like, hey, you're worth more. And I was like, mm -hmm. yeah, I think I am. And then they paid me more. And it's just so funny because I treated it the same way each time. Like it was still whether I was getting paid zero dollars or thousands of dollars. I was still just trying to make people laugh and do a good job. Amen. And staying humble too. It's the biggest thing. Absolutely. Like, like you know, there's, there's YouTube shit, you know, like bravado and all this stuff and like, yeah playing a character like that's all fun but but actually being centered and humble and like yeah i mean because like, recognizing that it's it's luck either way you know exactly. it's, it's the variance either way of yes. life is like you know when you were down in the dumps it swung that mm -hmm. way it, but it could easily swing the other way and there there's some skill involved what they say like luck is when preparation meets, meets opportunity, opportunity yeah. so yeah you do have to prepare like try try to work put action towards becoming better and building those tools, but also recognize that like you're waiting for the right opportunity yes. and that has to do with luck and variance. And, and so when those two things can meet, that's when you get like that, that it's, explosion and it's explosion, fun. But then even in that explosion, you got to keep perspective. Well, don't get too cocky when it's exactly. high and, and don't get best. too um, down when it's low. There's a parable. <laughs> I would like to quote a parable. Yeah, I think it's called a parable. I don't know what the fuck a parable is. I don't either. It's like a story, right? I think it's like a saying. Okay. It's like a saying or is it a story? I don't know. Well, anyway, a par I'm going to call it a parable. Okay. 
I don't know if it is one, right. but it's about that, you know, there's a farmer and he has horses. Do farmers have horses? No, Whatever. He's don't. got horses. This guy has horses and his horse runs away and everyone in the town's like, oh, that's such bad luck that your horse ran away. And, he, and he's like, maybe so. And then the horse comes back with five other wild horses. So now he's got five times as many horses wow, and X. everyone in the town is like whoa you're so lucky that your horse brought all these horses and he goes maybe so and then his son falls off one of the horses while he's trying to train it and he breaks his leg and everyone in the town's like you're so unlucky that you're you know that horse bucked your son off and he's like maybe so but then there's a war and they're drafting all able-bodied men and his son didn't have to go fight in a war and die and so everyone in the town's like you're so lucky and he's like maybe so and that's how he lives his life is like mm. when when things go well it's like cool and with things don't go well it's like oh maybe i don't know you know it's but you can't you don't you can't take responsibility for all of the things beautifully put that's not that's not a parable though that's an allegory it's an allegory that sounds like a tri like a legal thing it's a legal term yeah i, I don't know objection i'm just fucking around um that, that sounds like something amber heard said <laughs> <laughs> she says that some allegories well put yeah um, so yeah, that's that's the show for today. Oh yeah, I hope this I hope this helped. Um, I hope we were articulate in our points. Yeah. I, I don't hope our our allegories were very clear. I hope our parables helped you out today. Yeah. I I think that you definitely check out those books. Whatever part of your life you're living right now, I think they really, really, really help. No matter what you're going through, absolutely. Um, and I. I'm not invalidating anything anyone's going through in the downs, but I'm not trying to take away from anyone's wins. But I just think that it's important to like have like this base foundation in place that's like no matter if I'm winning or losing, maybe I'm so. gonna have a good time. Oh, that too. Yeah. But also, maybe so. Also, maybe so. Yeah, love it. We're having fucking fun. That's it. That's all you can do, motherfucker. And just view yourself as a sitcom character. Like when yep. you're going through a really bad time, be like, that's, that's really funny that that guy had to go through that. Dude, I remember, you know, I remember when I was a kid and, the, you know, we're at the end of the show, but it was, I was having a bad day as a kid, which yeah. is so stupid because I had to eat pumpkin pie and I didn't want pumpkin pie on, thing, on Thanksgiving. That's a terrible day. I know. And that pumpkin pie is like making me want to throw up. And my mom's like, you have to eat pumpkin pie. You Why are you forced pie. to eat dessert? I don't know. You have to clean your plate, right? Okay. You have to clean your plate. So then... So like I just got back from the bathroom pretending to make throw up sounds because I just wanted to punish my mother for like making me eat pumpkin <laughs> pie. You know how it is. Yeah. And then um, there was like hurricane force winds because I think there was an actual hurricane yeah. in our area. But it was like it was at the point where it was like a tropical storm. And I remember looking outside and it was, it was dark, but I, I was late enough where I could see a bird and it was pointed one direction, but it was flying the other direction. Because of the winds were pushing it so hard, Jeez. and that's when it's I like had a that, cartoon. Yeah, it was like a cartoon. Exactly. That's what you. That's why you reminded me of it. And I had that little moment of like, wow. And I was just bitching about pumpkin, pumpkin pie. pie. You know what I mean? Like that bird's having the yeah. worst night of its life, <laughs> and here I am, like, oh, I don't want to eat all this kid. food. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's too much food. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Well, we'll see you guys in the next one. Yeah. Thanks for watching and listening. Um, if you can, rate us on iTunes. Check out our Patreon. Support the show by going to our sponsors. And we love you guys. We'll see you. See I hope ya. you're going through an okay time. Yeah. Maybe so, you know? Maybe so. You know? Bye-bye.